Good morning. My name is Pastor Rich, lead pastor here. It's good to see everyone here. And you come at a good time. Today we start a new series called We Are. And we're going to talk about who we are as Grace Point Church. We believe here in our church is really this whole series, the declaration of saying we are GPC. And we're going to break down some of our distinctives of who we are as a church. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is we're diverse. Some of the things we'll talk about next week, we are devoted. Third week, we are disciples. And we're going to spend some time in doing that. Because we believe we're more than just churchgoers. And we, more, we believe we're more than just a group of people. We believe that we're a family. That we're a family who are empowered by God to make disciples in our city and on our campuses. And that's who we are as a church. And we have a great time doing it together. And today we're going to talk about a subject that's kind of heavy to some of us. But it, pressure brings uh, results, I believe. And we're going to talk about the word diverse. When you look around, look around you. See how diverse we are as a church. We're multi-ethnic. We're multi-generational. And we're multicultural. We're growing to be multicultural. But I love our ages. I love our ethnic breakout. And I love our cultural breakout. It's amazing how God's put us together in Abilene, Texas in this moment, in this time. And we realize that being a family, you, you were exposed to some of that a couple of weeks ago. I mean, enjoy Campus Sunday. It's an amazing time. We had a great time. Pre Thank you so much. You could tell, right? I've been, this whole week, the allergies have been messing with me. But we had Brittany. She gave a, a great word. I mean, enjoyed that word about the gospel. And you, you met one of our sons that's here in the region, and he came, and a Shadwick Bell, and he gave a great sermon talking about the gospels for everyone. And you guys responded because he, he's actually starting uh, Family Life Austin. And he started his church, and you guys helped him last week by giving $600. Thank you so much. So today, so what we did, we want to spend this whole time identifying who we are as a church. And we had last week, you had a coach who was here, and a lot of things were taking place. And we had a proper come in from our family, and we did amazing things with our leaders. It's been great. And we really, um, this whole month, we're going to spend a time on who we are as a church and who we're not. We know who God called us to be. If you have your Bibles, we can go to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 through If you know anything about the book of Ephesians, it's a book to the church. It's one of those circular letters they call it, epistles, a letter that Paul wrote, and he rotated to all Asia Minor. This is how you want, if you're going to build a church, this is how you build your church. And we start in verse 9, it says, To bring the light for everyone what is the plan and the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things. That through the church, everyone say through the church. The manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, you come, you speak, you illuminate our hearts. You transform our hearts. You transform our minds. You transform our intentions. We thank you this morning. You have the floor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The verse is one of those words, whenever I get up in the city or go somewhere and I talk about diversity, the room kind of goes down. Because they say it's such a heavy subject today. How many know pressure brings results? So when I talk about uh, diversity, it's like, oh my God, so we're going to go into ethnic, we're going to age, we're going to go into all those things? Yes, because that's what God calls us to do. But one thing about the gospel God knew the gospel when it was going to be preached. He told the disciples to do two things. One, go to all the nations. How many agree with that? Matthew 28. And he said, after that, as you go to the nation, I want you to get along. 
Those are Jesus' parting words. When he said, go all the nations, what happened was the disciples heard it in their own context. When they said, go to all the nations, oh, just my nation, just my people, just my persuasion. And that's what they heard. And they had a great time. They missed all nations. Then they had Acts 1-8, you'll receive power from the Holy Spirit to be witnesses all throughout the world. They kept saying in Jerusalem, and we're going to say pressure. Pressure came. Stephen died, was uh, martyred, the first martyr. They spread out, and they spread out with the gospel, and they only went to Jews only, because that's all they heard. The gospel for me, and my persuasion, and my ethnic, and my age. That's all they heard, and that wasn't God's intent. And Peter was forced to share the gospel with non-Jews, which is us. And then we had Paul, Amazing Paul, who was an apostle to the Gentiles. If you know about the church of Ephesus, you know about the city of Ephesus, a major commercial center, educational center, trade, everything in Miami of New York City. That's exactly what you plant a church in the middle of New York City. They had a great big temple of Diana, had cult prostitutes going on, and all this pagan worship. And, all the, and there was Jews, and there were Gentiles, and there's half-Jews, and there's everyone there. And everyone had their own idea of what the gospel was about. The problem is, their own idea was, it was all about my background, my ethnic group, my age. And that's what they want. And Paul was saying, no, it's not that. It's about being diverse. Everybody. The gospel made everyone equal at, at, at the bottom of the floor. Everyone, the cross brought everyone to the floor and said, we all are the same. Pressure came. The church starts to explode. Today, 2019, September 15th, pressure is being applied to society all around us on purpose, by design, by God's intent, by God's plan to bring pressure, why? To bring the church up out of sleeping, up into the place it should be. That's why you think took God by surprise they had shootings or there's racism? He said, oh my gosh, I didn't think of that. That's why he wrote the book of Ephesians. He knew one thing, he knew one thing, we'll share the gospel, we'll get along. He knew that. By design, pressure is being applied to the church. Now, we can go, roll over and go to sleep, or we can be woke, like Dr. Eric Mason said. It's a slang word, woke. Don't have time to go into it. But he wrote something in his book describing Grace Point Church. This is our church. This is us. Ultimately, we are all runaways, prodigals who through Jesus Christ, God brought us into relationship with him. God, through the gospel, brought us in and made us family. God is our, fam our father. Jesus is our elder brother. We're brothers and sisters. We are family. And we're going to spend some time unpacking diversity that you can learn to celebrate diversity while we work for unity. Now I get that, oh, it's heavy. No, you got to celebrate diversity while we, while we actually work for unity.
And that's what this is all about. It's no unity without diversity. If you have unity without diversity, it's uniformity. Diversity is amazing. We ought to celebrate we'll all look different. I got to celebrate people with hair. Because you're going to have none soon. But really, it's just a joke, but really. That's what it's about. To be a place where you can come and celebrate our differences. And God unifies us through, the, through this system. Let's look at, let's unpack this verse. Let's look at what's going on with this. In verse 9 it says, And to bring to light for everyone that is what is the plan of the mystery, a mystery hidden for ages, and God who created all things. That word um, bring to light means to have to be spiritually enlightened, illuminated. You cannot get it in the natural. It has to be in the spiritual realm. God has to illuminate your heart to hear and to see what he sees. He has to, you have to be illuminated. He says for us as a church, we got make, to make all men see what God sees. But we have to see so we can show you how to see. And it only can be done through his word. And to the one we don't love that much, the Holy Spirit. Unless the Holy Spirit illuminates my heart when I'm reading the Bible, it's just a bunch of words. But the Bible is active and living with a two-edged sword, and it cuts me deep, along with the Holy Spirit, to show I'm, I'm always off. He's always on. And that is amazing. But it can only be brought to light. And today, it's being brought to light. Why? There's pressure being applied. We have to rise up. We cannot stay in the grave. We have to get up. Because they're asking for answers. What are the answers? What are they? Tell me how to live this life. Tell me how, how do we can walk together in harmony. The one way, the reason why I went on the spiritual realm, but only God can illuminate in your heart. A lot of times we try to attack natural problems with natural logic and wisdom. So you realize nations will conform to laws. We have that now. We're asking for more laws, more laws, less love. But we'll be never transformed by them. We'll conform to laws, but we'll never be transformed by them. Give you an exa example. Abilene, Texas, we have this thing about red, yellow, and green. Lately, everyone's just ignoring that. It's a law. Stop sign. People are ignoring that. My friends tell me I pulled over a guy, and he got mad. Why? Because he decided he wanted to go. He thought, stop me, keep going. And we stop because... We want to conform to the law. But think about it. If you were transformed, well, God, your heart was transformed, and the whole idea is to keep traffic flowing, you will stop for others to go first. You won't need a light. You won't need more laws. Nations conform. See, we jump on the wagon. When is they going to do something? They cannot do it unless it's a transformed heart. They can conform to what you want, 
but they'll never be transformed by a law. And, and the, the guy who wrote this, Paul, knew that. He was all about the law and what he called love. We want more laws, less love. But it doesn't. Nations will be conformed. You're not going to fix the problem with age. You're not going to fix the problem at the border. You're not going to fix the problem here with a law. He said this. We're supposed to bring it to light. What are we supposed to bring to light? Here we go. Verse 10. Said through the church. Everyone say through the church. You mean not through the um, the government? You mean not through NAACP? You mean not through the Texas legislature? Not the church? The manifold wisdom of God might be made known. That means we make it plain. We make it simple. To the rules and authorities in the heavenly places. That word manifold, wisdom, means this. Multifaceted wisdom of God. Also it translates into, if you know, um, Joseph was a man of, many, of a coat of many colors. The multicolored wisdom of God. Harmony comes only through the church. Hello? I'm not going to tell you not to stop voting, but don't put your hopes in something that doesn't work. They weren't called to it. My campus can't do it. You can raise up enough departments all you want. They're not called to do it. Air Force can't do it. Well, just cup up another office. On what? With another office to do what? Unless a man's heart and a woman's heart is transformed, nothing's going to change. But when he looks at that, the church is like a many-faceted diamond with sparkles, which is in front of the world. Now, we reflect, what we're called to do is reflect Jesus to the world. Now, when you're talking about Pastor Bush, we're more than just coming to church. Yes, we're a reflection of Christ when they see us. Not just in this building, but when we go out and do things together. That's just amazing. Now, about, about the diamonds. The diamonds reflect light. That reflect light is unique. Inside the stone, the diamond will sparkle gray and white known as brilliance, while outside the gem, it will reflect rainbow colors onto other surfaces, which dispersed light is known as fire. When Jesus looks from heaven and sees a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, cultural church, he sees a diamond. <laughs> he sees a diamond. Now, when we celebrate diversity, to make something that spectacular, everyone says it takes pressure. Yeah. Take that carbon, and you have rubber, and, you're, and we come together with all our different backgrounds, and everywhere we come from, and we're going to grind it all together. And I like my type of music. I like this, like, like that, and I like this, like that. And God said, just get in here and let me make something. Let me form something. I'm going to form something in you you no one's ever seen. And they're going to look at it and say, oh, my gosh. But here's the thing. The world says this. Man, I want something like that. I cannot wait. I want that. Samuel Lay is a single. I want a man that can give me that. Now, 
If they try to give you one, just bring it to me. Miss Donna, she knows how to check them out and see if they're real. We have a light. If it don't have all those lights, get rid of the brothers. <laughs> Diamonds. God's rich diversity on display for the world. When they see us, they re- we reflect the heavens. We reflect the very, uh, the very, our very uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus. See, we're more than just coming to church. We're more than just giving an offering. We're more than just going to groups. We are a people who God has called to change our society. To answer all the questions that people are answering, asking. To answer all of them. You come here, it's not comfortable. Some of you. you get, when I got up this thing, oh, him? I do that every week I get up. Me? <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. Welcome to the club. Why? Because we've all been taught something. We have a perception of things. Now, who are the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms? The institutions, the structures, the systems, the ones that are fighting right now. Fighting all over the place. Those are the structures that need to see. The heavens are looking to see this thing revealed. And God's revealing it through his church. The time is now. Like he said, now, says the word in it now. The time is now. Everything that's happening around us, all the turmoil going around us, guys, it's not by accident. It's for our benefit. We can't sleep any longer. In fact, we can't even fake church any longer. Because we preach, we don't even want to preach a message that you want to come back. This is so nice. No, we want to preach a message that you're convicted. Because it convicts me all the time. But then the real stand up and say, oh, that's real. That thing is real. That diamond's real. It's not so corny yet. What's that called? Thing? Fake, what they call it? Thing? So I'm sorry if y'all have a super big corny. I don't do that. <laughs> I lived in New York City. Had them on every corner. $39.95. Anyway, but. But let me tell you something, we're not fighting anything that's not ancient. Around the world, I've been around the world. There's trouble everywhere. It's not just white, black, Hispanic, it's everywhere. If you're in the Middle East, the reason the Middle East is having problems, because those are tribes that don't get along. It's everywhere. I grew up in New York City. I remember when the Italians came into New York City, and they went in loud in church. You had the Italians, you had the uh, Irish brothers, they were fighting. Then you have like Chinatown and China, Chinese were coming in. The Vietnamese were coming in and they were going out with the African-Americans and the Vietnamese. All that was going on because that's what man looks like in a fallen state. And we can't fix ourselves. We don't have the capability to do it. So the rulers and the systems are what we fight against. Institutional and school educational, all those areas is what we fight against. They're warring right now, and they don't know how to get out of it. And we're the ones that get them out of it by proclaiming and practicing what God's called us to reveal. It's been hidden, and someone's been hidden to you. Like, this is what church, yeah, 
because we have built institutions. We have built institutions that taught how to, how to segregate Christianity. Just, just build a church that looks just like you. Been to that class. I didn't like that class. First, they didn't write it for me, so I felt weird being in it. But you got to realize, we forget what God wants is this. GPC. Not saying I'm the best in town. I'm just saying that's how God called us to build. Verse 11. Let's look at verse 11. He said, it's according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when you look at it, it's kind of tricky. You got to look at the word he, he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, we're not trying to create anything new. All we're doing right now as a people is declaring what has been done. When Jesus died on the cross, we all have to come to the cross before we're saved. We're all equal at the cross. doesn't matter how much money you make or you don't make. You can't get upset about you make more money, you won't sit next to someone who makes less than you, who has less education than you. doesn't matter. Everything was equal at the cross and brought everything together. When he died, he consummated all that, and now we're all equal. So all we're declaring what Jesus has already done. You don't have to get better to be saved. You just be saved and get better. doesn't matter how much money you make. You know better than I am. You know stronger than I am. We got the same Holy Spirit. Same G- the power that raised Jesus from the dead is amazing. You and you and you. Doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter what genre you like. That's what he's saying. It's already been done, been realized. <laughs> See, we don't we forget about the finished work of Jesus. Been realized in Christ. Some of you are fighting battles that have already been beaten. I got to fight. You don't have to fight for it. Just all you got to declare what's already been done. That's what I love about worship. All we declare is what he's already done. He set me free. I can sing I'm free. He set me, I'm I'm healed. I can sing I'm healed. Why? Because he's already done. (laughs) That's what I like about the word. He's not going to do it. He already did it. He's waiting for us to get it. That's why we preach, and that's why we have Bible studies, so we can get it. Not like, it, well, I hope, you know, I haven't thought of it. He already thought of everything. He did. He made it easy. He says, if you believe. Now, how do we reveal this? Because you got to remember, Jesus is the one who saves and he unites. He saves and unites. He did more than just save you from hell. He saved you to a people, a new society, a new family. Hey, family, how you doing? I'm your uncle. You might not like it. I'm sorry. That's what the word says. You don't have to invite me nowhere. You still can't get away from the truth. Now, how do we reveal this? What do we do? We have to start living a God-centered life, which is uh, just a big word. We got to be theocentric. A theocentric life is lived under the understanding that all things flow from God, through God, and to God. What am I saying? You have to have a biblical worldview. My major is biblical studies. That means I have to be, read every single Bible that was written. That was part of my training. 
But a biblical world study is the only way that you can see life and help people. Otherwise, you have a worldview that is not biblical. We all came from somewhere that didn't have a biblical worldview. We all have a slant. In fact, we celebrate people. They did great things, but we never knew their worldview. Some of our founding fathers were great. They were amazing. They were amazing people. But guess what? They had some worldviews that just didn't match up with what they were doing. See, I'll set slaves free. I'll slit a slave free, but he'll never marry my daughter. A worldview. What am I saying? A worldview is this, guys. It's formed externally where you grew up. It's forged eternally in your heart. That means you have a presupposition about the people you meet. doesn't matter what they are. You think they're this way. So you decide that's how people are. They're not. We wrote history books. They're not true. I went around the world. The things I read about in school, I'm like, why? Because it's subjective. A subjective history comes from subjective men. A flawed history comes from a flawed man. Truth is a person. That's Jesus. Truth is objective. There's precepts about, I think you have to be this. If you make this money, you're doing all these things. And then when you come together in a place like this, God starts to rub that off you. That's your carbon. Your carbon is your worldview. Let me start rubbing this worldview off about people and young people don't know anything and old people this and black people that and Hispanic people that, Chinese and these. And let me rub all that off you because you came out of the world in that. And the only way you're going to get that rubbed off is in the church. And pressure builds it. And we're all feeling the pressure from the outside by design. I can't miss a week. I can't miss anything. Things are taking place. By design. But if you don't stand there and take it, it's always someone else's fault. has nothing to do with the other person, guys. Nothing to do with the other person. It's you. I wish someone else heard. No, you need to hear it. There's some, there's some carbon in your life that needs to be pressured out and pushed. And great, yeah. And we do it all. And we have to, we have to sit here when we plan services. This carbon we have to work out. I got to work out carbon. I'm from New York City. I'm here preaching in Texas. I got to preach slow. <laughs> and who don't like to hoop sometimes? This carbon. But a biblical worldview sees the people that they really are. But then you realize everyone is created in the very image of God, the Imago Dei. The Imago Dei. You realize that people are the very image of God. Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. Image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Everyone says, what does God look like? I walk in circles. He had to be this way. 
Look to your neighbor. That's what God looks like. Look to your other neighbor. That's what God, the multifaceted wisdom of God being played out here on the earth. Really, reason why, guys, we don't get it. The society will not get it because we have lost that area of we don't think people are created in the image of God. In fact, we raise creation higher than we reach people. Save the whales, but don't save a baby. Don't eat that because you, you know, don't go to SeaWorld because of kill a baby. We forgot that everyone, all of us, are made equal in dignity, value, and worth. Dignity, value, and worth. You want to stop the shootings? People don't understand the shootings because the fact they've got those people are the very image of God that there's nothing out. They forgot that. And you, want, you can make it all, you can talk about all you want, but if the, an individual that picks up a weapon does not recognize you as the image of God and just think you are someone in the way, they can care less. And I don't care if you take it out of their hand, they're going to find a way to kill you anyhow. Not making a political statement. I'm trying to tell you what the mindset is. It all comes back. You've got to have a biblical worldview about people. You understand why they are that way. You got to understand we're all creating the image of God. And every social issue we're dealing with, those are people. At the border, those are people. On welfare, those are people. That's what it is. People are dying. And we're the ones with the truth. We're the ones that just shine in salt and light and we're sleeping trying to get a nice, good life, get the American dream. And we're all, as I read a book the other day, we're all miserable. The reason why we're all miserable is because we're not doing the thing that God has called us to do. We're missing our birthright. And we fall for this, this, this is society comfort. It's not. We're here to do something. We're here to change your neighbor. We had to change your workplace, your campus. I'm here to vote too and all that. But I can change a family. How can I change the world? Change a family. Who changes a family? Who changes a family? Who changes a family? That's what it's about. See, we're more than just come to church and this is great and a great attendance. time for us to wake up. God's forcing it on us. People running for comfort. You can have it. I, at the end of my day, someone always, when I think about biblical worldview, people get caught up on, did so-and-so did it, do it? Did so-and-so do it? How, how then I got to get caught here? I got to tell them. I said, look, from God, through God, all things. Guess what? They ain't, he ain't going to catch him here. They gonna, he going to get him on the way out. I don't know. If, I can't prove he did it here, but God knows he did it. We all got to see him at the very end of my days. I want to get in my days. Well, I went to church. I did my Bible study, and I did all that other stuff. And I'm a good person. The alarms are getting hot, louder and louder. 
louder and louder. It's, ha it's pressing against our city. The suicides and the hopelessness is going up. And we walk by people like that every day. We're the image bearers. They're the image bearers. What does God look like? The guy at the border. What does he look like? The, 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 um, what does God look like? The refugee in Afghanistan. That's what he looks like. He's not a slang. They're not a slang. You're not a slang. That's what he looks like. What we label people. That's who God looks like. Well, you don't understand them. They don't make an, that's their image bearer. That's what Jesus looks like. One thing about a message like this, where you can sit here and say, I wish it from someone else, and what is the church going to do about it? And I told someone the other day, church is called a called out people. Stop, stop blaming yourself. Last step. How do we make it? One, theocentric. Start thinking biblically. How do you start thinking biblically? By the word of God. You got to know what it says so you know what to say. If you don't know what it says, don't say anything. Please don't say anything, especially on social media. Don't be mean. If you don't know what it says, don't say anything. And realize <coughs> that person is God's image. Third thing, what I can do personally is initiate a diverse relationship. Take out your phones. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm good. One thing about the phone. When you hear us talk about tithing, we'll t we can tell, we used to say, we can know how much you love God by your checkbook. Well, we can know about your relationships by your contacts. And diversity, when we talk about a church being diverse, it starts with each and every one of us. That's what I love about our discipleship groups, because we all look different. And we're all from different places. It's great. It's like the woke church. My man said in the woke church. But if you look at your contacts, and everyone in your contacts looks like you, thinks like you, same complexion as you, you're not diverse. You have a worldview. And that's what he's not said. So what you can do, because you know people who don't look like you, don't sound like you, sure don't eat what you eat. Because you got to realize, guys, hospitality is the secret weapon of the Holy Spirit. And how us guys get together a lot of times when we have men's breakfast? I have to, I have to rank on some guys because they got some teams that they follow that are not really good. Dave, you say something. You're preaching for the next six weeks. But what I just did, you know what that is? It's a relationship. 
Dave is completely different than me. But we have the very thing in common, Jesus Christ. And what you do, you initiate. Don't, this is the me society. They need to come to me. They need, no, 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 no. You need to initiate that because you're the one that knows. If your contacts look, everyone in contact look just like you. That's your worldview. We all have them. God knows it. But he's putting pressure on the outside and he's putting pressure on us on the inside so he can produce something amazing. I, have the greatest, I think I have the greatest discipleship group on the planet. In fact, they had the greatest dessert without me being there this Thursday. I was love set, but I'm okay. But we all come from different places. And the reason why I'm telling you this whole message is about this. The mystery is being revealed and the mystery is being administrated. God has called us to reveal it and administrate it. As I receive it, I preach it. Why? It's called proclamation and practice. Why are we practicing, Pastor Rich? Well, we have to practice because while we practice and we celebrate diversity while we work for unity. Because God has his vision at the end of the day that we know none of us can escape. It's in uh, Revelation 7, 9. But he doesn't say wait to get to heaven and do. He says start practicing here right now. Here's a, you know how much you love God? Think about the person you hate the least, you love the least. That's what it says. And I looked and behold a great multitude no one could number. Ooh, man, I love that. From every nation, every tribe, <coughs> people and languages stand before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in hand. Our robes are white because his robes were red. He died so we can come together. We are the message. We are the answer that everyone's asking for. We are coming together. Every tongue, every nation, every language. That's who we are. That's what we're striving for. We're not going to go back. We're not going to stop. I don't care about the pressure. And I'm here to tell you right now, that's what God called us to do, and we cannot, do, cannot escape it. This is GPC. We are diverse. We are different. Praise the Lord. We are young. He used to call us the college church. We're old, but we're downtown in the middle of a diverse city. By design. Put your hope in God. But look around that he's already doing it. But you can be part of it. Or you can just skip on it. And live a life. Let's all stand. Close your eyes. How many would say, Pastor Rich, I need to. I, 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 do, I do stocks and bonds, and my, uh, my accountants already say, you need to diversify your account. You need to diversify your account. I said, just make it work, okay, so I don't go to jail. But how many say, 
Pastor Rich, I can, I can use some diversity in my life. Just raise your hand wherever you are. No one's looking. Where you are? Anybody else? I can use, that's it. We all can. And we're not looking for you to do this here. Our life and power comes when we're out together. When we go to retreats, when we're meeting in Starbucks, people said, there's something different about you. They start to see the gym, that this thing really can work. Yes, it was already ordained to work. Why wouldn't it work? All we're doing is, is proclaiming what's already been done. So, Father, I thank you right now for these amazing people. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for entrusting us, Lord, to forge that which you want to present and represent here in our Abilene, Texas, through the world. Father, we know we're not the only ones, but we know what you called us to do, particularly here in Abilene, Texas. Father, we ask for that grace for one another. Ask, Father, that you knock off all the worldviews and the carbon that's in our lives. And, Father, we will branch out in something new. We will reach out and we will talk to someone this week. We will go to lunch with them. We'll go to get coffee with them. Father, I ask that you move mildly in the hearts of your people. This can only do be done by the power of your spirit, not by my might and not by my power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. That you move on our hearts, move on your people's hearts. Doesn't matter what age we are. Move in our hearts to move out of our comfort zones. And let us become who you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.